0: unfolded episode four of season two uh i am your host eric with my main man over there ron how are you i am doing okay all right i'm glad to hear it glad to hear it the sports world as usual has brought us a ton to cover this week Yeah, just so i i am really excited about uh today's show because we've got so much to go over so let's start off with our lead off story and there were two major retirements in the NFL this week uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Sean Payton, who's on the screen currently. Um, Sean Payton uh, obviously was uh, the head coach of the uh, Nolan Saints, uh, had a regular season record of 152 and 89, so 63% winning percentage. But his playoff record left something uh, undesirable at 9 and 8, so basically about 52%. He did win uh, the Super Bowl in 2009, uh, defeating the Indianapolis Colts, uh, But and was uh, AP Coach of the Year in 2006, his first year actually as a head coach. Uh, your overall impressions of Sean Payton as a coach uh, and
1: his retirement? Well, I thought he was a really good coach, one of the better coaches in the NFL. Um, like, he knows how to put together a team, you know, he stayed. His team stayed competitive pretty much the entire time he was there. Um, I, I, that's a that's a super big loss for New Orleans. Uh, they're gonna have a tough time recovering from that one. So
0: I looked at it this way, though. He, I think, realized that this team is in a complete rebuild at this point. Oh, Obviously, yes. Drew Brees. They're seventy million dollars over the cap. So the opportunity for them to even rebuild at this point is going to be tremendously difficult. I didn't th- I don't think he wanted to go through a three or four year span where his team's basically not going to be competitive. I also look at, there's going to be some movement. Obviously this year there was, there's about eight positions open, but there would be compensation involved. Obviously the Saints would require some kind of compensation. Another year or two, it may not be as high Opportunities to go to possibly like a Dallas if they underachieve again next year, I think's pretty big. When? <laughs> when yeah, exactly. Again, if they fail, I guess McCarthy's got the uh bill of approval to stay for another season, but I it's I stoke would question if he'll be there much longer if they continue to struggle in the playoffs. What about Big Ben? So Ben Rothersberger uh 165 81 and one in his career, uh sixty four point four percent. Uh, completion percentage, so pretty good. Sixty-four thousand yards passing, four hundred eighteen touchdowns, two hundred eleven interceptions. He was a six-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl champ, and two thousand and four Rookie of the Year when he it, got drafted. It
1: was, it was a great career for him. Like seriously, like it was, it was really good. Like he'll be the second best quarterback in franchise history.
0: Terry Bradshaw being the first, right, right, right for Super right, Bowl title. So,
1: right. So, and that is nothing to be ashamed of because, you know, uh, Ben got two championships. He won two Super Bowls. Um, that's more than almost every quarterback that's ever played. Look, the, look, Sean
0: Payton with Drew Brees, they only got one. Right. Right. And you think about how, you know, Drew Brees had better numbers uh, realistically. When it comes to to statistics. And, uh, you know, he couldn't get more than one. Peyton Manning got two, but it took him,
1: you know, quite some time. You also have to look, Eric, like, you know, if they would have kept him upright for more more of those years. He was definitely injured a lot. uh, Played through
0: a lot of injuries. Right. Probably one of the toughest quarterbacks I think I've seen in recent time where it looked uh, half the time like he wanted to. Get hit.
1: Um, and, you know, uh, and, and think about all the free agents that they let go because mm-hmm. they don't want to pay that big top dollar. Uh, like, that's happened a lot through his career, especially on the offensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah. Well, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, when Antonio Brown was right considered the Some greatest uh, wide receiver in the league. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's uh, two great uh, individuals in when it comes to the sport. Uh, yeah. So obviously Ben Rethlisberger had some issues off the field uh, early in his career. Team yeah. to straighten that out. Sean Payton has always been pretty um, low key other than that. The, the bounty scandal right. that uh, I don't think he was really a part of, but was obviously it was his team and kind of fell into the loop with the uh, other coaches yeah. that were, were doing it. So it's going to be a tough, tough act to fill. Obviously Pittsburgh, and what they do at the quarterback position is going to be extremely interesting to see this offseason. Uh but yeah, uh, that's
1: that's gonna be big. Um I I don't know how they're gonna really add uh, address it except through free agency or a trade. That because yeah. they're not gonna do it in the draft this year.
0: No, yeah, the, the 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 quarterbacks coming out this year are not really considered uh you no, know franchise me. quarterbacks. Uh no, so no. let me ask you this one question uh before we move on to our NFL. Uh, Do you think Sean Payton will return to coaching at some point? I believe he's only yeah next year. (laughs) Next year, set out of yeah, yeah. I do too. I think there's going to be an opportunity that comes along. That yeah, I think it's just going
1: to be recharge the batteries, and he's going to pick his spot where somebody has an established quarterback, you know, with the weapons needed, and you know, at least a few pieces on defense as well. Yeah. So, so Dallas next year.
0: I, I would think i listen. That makes the most sense, honestly. Um, yeah. Especially if some of these positions, obviously they're going to be filled. Um, it's usually not a one and done unless you're urban Myers. So <laughs> most oh, of the time makes. you get a, you, know, you most of the time you get a couple years and then it's, it, it, it goes that way. So let's move on to the NFL. And let's talk about some playoff football. Playoffs. Last weekend was phenomenal. Probably Playoffs. some of the best football I've seen in years. And now yes, we've got. These I four, agree with that. Right? It was just three games to go to the last second of, to win it with a field goal, and then an overtime game to win it. Like you don't see that. Every game was competitive. Every game was exciting. <laughs> But now we have four teams left. And obviously the players that are up there now are involved in that. So we're going to break down both games, uh, kind of what we think are going to be some of the keys to the game, and then we'll make our predictions later on in the show. So let's start off with the Kansas City-Cincinnati game. So Cincinnati will be traveling to Kansas City. Uh, obviously the Bengals beat them earlier in the year. Uh, <laughs> it was a 34-31 win on a lot of strange plays towards the end of that game where Kansas City some penalties that actually ended up helping Cincinnati and they almost blew it by going for it on fourth down a couple times uh and getting lucky some of your keys to that game
1: well i i i'm not i'm not expecting Cincinnati to be able to beat them a second time in the season or second time on the road and in the playoffs yeah um, I mean you look at Buffalo's defense it was the top defense in the league and they couldn't stop them they couldn't stop them. especially in the fourth quarter yeah so um, it's a tall task for Cincinnati to expect to be able to stop Kansas City this time and the the only thing Cincinnati has in its favor is their offense is so good, except for that line, Mm -hmm. which is going to be a problem. Yeah. Like he cannot get, he can't get sacked seven, eight times this week. You know, he can't, if he gets sacked seven, eight times, it's over. No.
0: So I, I started to look at some of the numbers and Kansas city's averaging 28.2 points a game, which was fourth overall in the NFL Cincinnati though. Uh, was averaging 27.1, which was seven. So you know it should be a high-scoring game, the ability to score points. Some of the keys for me would be the penalties. So Kansas City actually had 111 penalties this season that's versus lot, Cincinnati huh? 72. So that's a 40-penalty that's a swing. Right. Kansas City can get themselves in trouble if they have unforced errors where it causes them to, to have to go, you know, first and 15, first and 20s where they put themselves out of position. Not that Kansas right. city can't get one play in, you know, 20 yards in one play, but Cincinnati also has to be very cautious with the football. So Kansas city had, was a plus four on the turnover ratios, 14 fumbles. They caused during the regular season tied for number one in the NFL. So they are going to try to create turnovers. If you give Kansas city more opportunities with the ball, more opportunities for them to score. Defensively, though, Kansas City, 27th overall in the NFL. So they can be scored on. Yeah, 27th versus
1: the pass. We know Cincinnati wants to throw the ball. Yeah, Yeah. when you have Chase running down that sideline somewhere.
0: Their weapons on offense are definitely geared towards the passing game. They were seventh overall in the NFL passing uh, this season. To me, it's a very interesting game. But I still think Cincinnati needs to make sure they protect that football and hope that Kansas City makes some mistakes, especially with the penalties, that I, I ends up
1: keeping them in there.
0: Um, yeah, they
1: had quite a few penalties in that Buffalo game, yeah, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah.
0: So, and again, it's uh, it should be another exciting game. Uh, I'm looking at a you know 30 plus on both sides.
1: Yeah. Gunslingers, that's what we're gonna see.
0: Yeah. That, that's a fun matchup. And two young quarterbacks. So if you look at it, we could be seeing this matchup for the next five to, to ten years.
1: Yeah, like the AFC, uh, I'll tell you, the AFC has a bright future. Yeah, Josh Allen. Uh, and you're going to see the scale kind of tipping towards the AFC for Super Bowls because I, with Josh Allen, Mahomes, you know Joe Burrow, even Mac Jones, you can throw him in there because he's going to be around for a while. Uh Justin Herbert who's Justin you know, Herbert again. Mean, your quarterback. There yeah. is some talent at the quarterback position. Now, on the flip side of that in the NFC you have a lot of aging quarterbacks. And some of them could be on the move.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which we or will leave discuss it. in our pick and roll. Yeah. In our pick and roll. So let's look at the second games. So San Francisco's traveling to to LA. This will be the third meeting for these two teams. Uh, San Francisco winning both, uh, first game, uh, 31 to 10 in San Francisco and then beating them in overtime, 27, 24, uh, later in the year in LA. So psychologically you could see San Francisco having the advantage on that aspect of it, where LA wasn't able to beat them at all this season. But when you start to look at the numbers,
1: it still seems to favor the Rams Look when you when look they beat him twice. It is hard to win twice. We know this in New England. Bill yeah, Belichick constantly drove it into the the Patriots players' minds. You have to be up for a game. Now, second game, Rams were a little closer, yeah, and late it turnover. was the last game of the season, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, wasn't it? And there? it was
0: a turnover late where um, they right. threw the pick you know at the end when he was going yep. deep
1: and look this is this is not the same rams team as that first game they played it's not the same no i i i don't see how san francisco is going to contain the, the line for for the rams i don't see it happening it's too good it's too good they they seem to have been able to do it though, and yeah,
0: but... So let me let me just give. I didn't realize how good San Francisco was. I didn't realize seventh overall in offense. Yeah, twelfth pa- passing and seventh running. So we know they like to run the ball. I thought they were first in red zone as well. They they possibly could be. They were third defensively, sixth yeah, against yeah. the pass, seventh against, seventh against the run. So. Yeah. There's not a lot of weakness when it comes to their game. They give up 310 yards a game. That's not a lot when you look at today's NFL. No. And I'm going to tell you, as much as we hyped up L.A.'s defense, not the same defense that was number one last year. They were 17th this year, 22nd against the pass, and 6th against the run. The key, though, is San Francisco would rather run than throw. I don't think you want Jimmy Garoppolo being the reason you're going to win or lose this game. If LA can force them to try to throw the ball, which again, LA is very good against the run. I think the Rams have a better shot. Plus they're at home. And I think they're going to take advantage of that.
1: Oh yeah. I absolutely agree. And, and how injured is Garoppolo? Yeah. That's another big,
0: the shoulder, the thumb, uh, Listen, them going into Green Bay and, and winning that game, I would say it wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo that won the game. He played well enough not to lose it, right? But he wasn't the factor of them winning it,
1: right? But that's that's what they need from him again. Yeah, exactly in this game,
0: exactly. So uh, again, another fun game. Uh, San Francisco averaged twenty-five points a game. La twenty-seven. Very close. Very tight. It is. That second game was extremely close. Went to overtime. So I expect two phenomenal games, two exciting games, and I can't wait for your predictions at the end of the show.
1: Well, don't forget, Eric, um, when you have when you have a division that has the Rams, the Cardinals, the Niners, and Seattle, and you come in third and still make the playoffs. Yeah. You're looked at as like, you know, you don't have a chance, you know, to win. But arguably, those could like the top three teams in that division, arguably are the best three teams in, in the league. Yeah,
0: yeah, in the league, they really were. That they, they was that was the best division in football. Yeah, and Seattle had just an off year, but they was they're still a very good team. Right, couple. You pieces. put
1: Seattle in, you know, Tampa Bay's division, they come in second place. Yeah, at least. So let's talk about some of the coaching
0: situation in the NFL. So obviously two coaches have been hired. The Chicago Bears have hired and uh and uh who's the other team drawing a blank. But hackett uh oh Denver. Denver uh hired yes. Hackett. So us being from the New England not areas, buddy hackett. Not, he, not buddy hackett, not buddy, buddy hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. He, we are going to discuss the Josh McDaniels situation. So Josh McDaniels has accepted the offer to speak to the Las Vegas Raiders about their head coaching position. Um, And that'll be tomorrow that he's going to actually sit down with them. First of all, do you think it's a good move for McDaniels? And then secondly, how is this going to ultimately affect the New England Patriots?
1: Um, Well, it'll affect the Patriots big time because then we'll have a, giant hole as an offensive coordinator now with that being said i don't know if i would want josh mcdaniels as a new england patriots head coach
0: okay interesting i i
1: i don't think i i like that idea um I don't know. I'm just not sold on him being a head coach. Now, I could be wrong. I. He did I win with Tebow. Look, I, 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 I,
0: which not too many people could do.
1: I know it seems like a long shot that I would be wrong, because you know, I'm yeah, never no, wrong. Never wrong. Um, never. but you know. <laughs> Personally, if I was the Raiders, I would have hired their interim head coach.
0: No, and I think, I think did,
1: that would have been the guy.
0: Yeah, I think he did a very good job. Uh, I mean, he did I a think hell that, of a job. Like, yeah. he had
1: to, what do you have to come back that. from?
0: Yeah, and we, talk, yeah, we talked about that before. So, Dave Ziegler uh, is the Patriots' director of player personnel. He's expected to be named the GM. So, it looks like what teams are starting to do is try to pluck from the New England Patriots. And ultimately, Josh McDaniels turned down several opportunities this offseason to interview. Yeah. He wants to interview for this position. Yeah. I can see him getting the position, honestly, just based off of their offense and what they're trying to do. Yeah. So, look, the Raiders finished 11th in offense and 14th in defense. They're not a horrible team. They made the no. playoffs. There's a, it's, it's a solid team, good opportunity to to win. For New England's sake, though, Bill O'Brien, who used to be the offensive coordinator before Josh McDaniels came back, is in Alabama right now as their offensive coordinator. Can Bill Belichick pluck him back and get that same cohesive unit? Because if you go into a new season with Mac Jones and now a different offensive coordinator and a whole different strategy, it could end up sending this kid back. And the one thing Tom Brady had throughout his career was pretty consistent. He had Charlie Weiss for several years. He had Billy O'Brien for several years. And then he's had Josh McDaniels, obviously. For Well,
1: with months. Tom Brady, I mean, you only needed like really two years for him to be ready for for yeah. to basically run the offense. But the offense never changed. Right. With all right. those coordinators,
0: it was the same exact offense. Right. So, you know. In essence, Tom Brady really had it easy here. in yep. And that's why I, that that would be my only fear is if he's unable, if Bill Belichick cannot talk, Bill O'Brien into saying, Hey, let's get back into the NFL. Uh, the, you know, Mac Jones, Alabama, Alabama, let's, let's see what we can do with this kid. Um, I would be very curious to see what they do on the offensive side of the ball and who they'd be. Look,
1: he's, at. he's an offensive coordinator in college, correct?
0: Currently. Yes. He was a head coach in Houston. Uh, again,
1: with Deshaun Watson, did but this is team. what I'm saying: if you're gonna if you're gonna stay as an offensive coordinator in college, rather than an offensive coordinator in the NFL, in you know in New England, if you come back, you're gonna you'll get a a head coaching job again. Somebody will give him another opportunity, yeah. not as a GM, but as a coach. Yeah. So again, if he
0: does well and he can perform well with Mac. And continue this trend. And, and maybe Mac he, he might get the chance in New England. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Look, Bill Belichick, 70 years old. Right. He,
1: he's we not going to be here he forever.
0: Are, we, we honestly, I would see him for maybe four years. And the only reason why he would stay four more years is because he's going to try to beat Shula's record. And he needs like 30-something wins. So he may need like three to four years
1: to do that. I don't even know if that's it. I think he wants to win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady. Yeah, and I'm sure that's another factor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's another factor to it as well. And like you said, four years, if he can do that in four four more years, uh, I, he's got a shot at it. It's going to be yeah. hard because of the quarterbacks in, in, in that the, we and had already the, talked yeah. about. Yeah,
0: uh, without a doubt.
1: So let's, let's
0: move on to the past uh, weekend uh, in the playoffs. And I wanted to ask this question. Of the two number one seeds, because they both went down the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers, which one did you consider a bigger disappointment when they
1: lost? Oh, it's Green Bay. Absolutely. Because we had talked about it, you know, a couple of weeks before the playoffs even started that we were not sold on Tennessee, even with Henry yeah. coming back. We were yeah. sold.
0: Yeah. We were questioning it. And I believe you picked Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, you just didn't have faith in the Titans. Yeah, I, and yeah. I agree. I don't even look at the Green Bay Packers as a disappointment from the team standpoint. I look at the career legacy of Aaron Rodgers yeah. and the fact that he's won one Super Bowl and he's had the best teams probably forty to fifty percent of the time yeah. when he's gone into these games and lost.
1: Yeah, I, and he was at home. You know, and this is why it's so annoying when you watch all these uh, football shows and stuff, and they always say, Oh, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback. No, no.
0: Statistically, no. he is.
1: Statistically, I don't. What, what, from know,
0: a the winning stats standpoint. They don't tell you everything. Yeah. From a winning standpoint, no. And I used to say the same thing about Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning can put up all the numbers. Right. And then he couldn't win the big
1: games when he needed to. Right. Look, I the, there's only one number that matters, and that is championships. And the best quarterback in the league does not have more than one. Yeah. And again, if you look at the
0: balance, of, I could see last year with, with Tom Brady. Right? Last year with Tom Brady, you could say Tom Brady was a better quarterback. This year, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a better quarterback than... Aaron Rodgers. No. you lost to an inferior quarterback. Right. And at some point, regardless of what we're – and we'll discuss it afterwards. Yeah, no. With the pick and roll. Teams are going to start to say, this guy just can't
1: win it. Do I really want to bring him to my team? Look, like we go through this all the time when we do our pick and rolls and triple plays and all that stuff. And the first number that I look at are championships. championships, All the time. All the times. You – you, if you are a winner, that is the better quarterback. I'm sorry, it's just that's just how it is. Give me championships. I'll take the play with championships.
0: No, I'm. I'm. Listen, I, I I agree with you that um to get there that many times and not to be able to do it um really disappointment in that aspect of it. And again, Green Bay, without a doubt, because I best record in the league. Sports unfolded our NFL ranking. They were number one for it probably a good half the season. Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they were dominating and yet yeah. and then flat, f- fell flat on their face when it, when it mattered. To yeah. Them. So let's move on to our triple play. This one's a fun one. It is a fun one. It was, it was pretty good. Uh, so with the retirement of big Ben, the entire 2004 quarterback class has now retired. So we did to, to look at which one we would start benching cut and that would be Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and Phillip Rivers. Um, So, again, all great quarterbacks, all had good numbers. I will go first because this is my week, correct? Sure. So I am excited about this one because I know we're not going to be the same. I am starting Ben Roethlisberger. So 165, 81, and 1. I set it to 64% completion percentage, over 64,000 yards passing. Six Pro Bowls, two Super Bowls, and he was Rookie of the Year in 2004. So out of those three, he was the best rookie in that class. I went at my bench, and this one's going to surprise you. Philip Rivers, 134 and 106 in his career, 64.9% completion percentage, 63 over 63,000 yards passing. Eight Pro Bowls, 2013 Comeback Player of the Year. No championships. So why am I cutting Eli Manning? Eli Manning, not because I'm a, a, pay, a Patriot lover and he took two away from us. Could
1: you imagine? Holy crap.
0: 117. Imagine it, Tom Brady could have had like nine, 10, 117 <laughs> and 117. He was a 500 quarterback. 60% completion percentage. So obviously far less than the other two. 57,000 <clears> less <throat> than the other two, four Pro Bowls, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. But I would say this, he came on, his teams won despite him. Those defenses were phenomenal with the Giants that won it. His numbers, he was a 500 quarterback. I'd rather have a guy that I know can win more consistently. Ben Roethlisberger won more than half his games. Philip Rivers won more games than he lost. I would take winners over a guy that's just won it twice. And his numbers were statistically not very good. That's how I had my pick and roll on my triple play. Sorry.
1: Okay. So my triple play. Um, and it wasn't even as soon as I seen the three names, I'm like, well, this is an easy decision. It's Ben Roethlisberger. Easy decision. Um, He's clearly the better player all around. Uh, Look, I want a quarterback that's going to be tough as nails that can dictate what the field is, like on your side of the line and their side of the line. and, And do what is necessary with what you have. Look, the other two... Quarterbacks had a lot of weapons, a yeah. lot of weapons, and I'm not saying that Ben had none, but a lot of times he didn't have none, he didn't have any, and he still got the job done. Look at this year alone, he willed that team to the playoffs because he had nothing no, in underneath. front of him, nothing, not yeah. And that is an aging and beat up Ben prisoner. He is twice the quarterback as both of the other two combined. Now, with that being said, I am benching Philip Rivers. Okay. He's just he's just better. <laughs> he's better than Eli. You know, and I'm still bitter for those two. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And – Look, it wasn't him that won that game. It was a lucky catch. But it was that defensive line. Uh, Look, that line was absolutely amazing. It might have been the best defensive line in history. Because they were so disruptive. And all you have to do is get the opportunity to be there. And you... And those guys were yeah. the those were the MVPs. There's no way I give an MVP to to Eli Manning. No way.
0: So yeah, quarterbacks get it just a general for the most part, and hence no, why no. I think he got two.
1: So we had it. We both had it the same. Um. And you did the numbers like. And again, usually I do go with the the, the championships. Champions. That's but where I thought you would head. That was that was that was the defensive line. I
0: the- <laughs> I, I just I I look at one seventeen and one seventeen and being a five hundred quarterback. I just don't I mean, like to none. lose
1: to a Manning for one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, uh, no, especially they, the lesser of the Mannings.
0: Yeah, <laughs> if we looked at in New England in New England history. It. Recent New England history, yes, the Mannings have been uh, one of those names that has definitely – Let me
1: tell you, to- I do not hate the New York Giants. In fact, I really liked that defense. I I, I liked the Giants and yeah, was surprised. Surprise, okay, you know? oh, yeah, they won the wild card. All right. Oh, they won again. It's like, oh, we're playing the Giants. Oh, great. Yeah, we <laughs> – you
0: you just figured it was – look, we had – at the end of the year, I think that that year, that they were undefeated, what, 35 points up on them? Yep. So you're like, okay, we can do this. Be careful what you wish for. Exactly, exactly. All right, my friend, let's talk some basketball. Oh. So the NBA has announced its starters for the 2022 All-Star Game, which uh, is going to be in Cleveland because that picture I'll show you. Um, oh, that picture will tell me? That picture will say. Look at that. That's the, the NBA All-Stars 2022 in Cleveland. So pretty excited that the starters were named to the the All-Stars. Uh, so uh, the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, uh, captains LeBron James oh. and Kevin Durant. Uh, Durant may not play. Uh, oh, of course.
1: And he shouldn't be captain. And, Enough of this crap already. And, this, uh, is what, Le- this is what got me upset last time because... And I Durant, LeBron- I'm sorry if I'm cutting you off, Eric, but I, I'm <laughs> mad now. If you're telling me he's not playing, then not that playing. team loses because now you don't have the player that's the all-star that gets to play in the game. You're already falling a man behind now. It, they need to do away with this. They need to- <laughs> Okay, all right. I'm so angry now. He
0: may play. So all right. How about it this way? He may play. Okay. Let's just go with he may play.
1: No, he's not going so, to. You, you know
0: it. Let's start with the Eastern Conference. So besides Ke- Kevin Durant, DeMar DeRozan, Trey Young, Joel Embiid, and Giannis Antetokounmpo will be your starters. Any gripes about that? Uh, no. The only one I question. Yes, DeMar- I know who you're going to say. No, DeMar DeRozan. Oh. DeMar DeRozan, and I could have said Zach Levine. They're – about equal when it comes to, look, Zach Levine, 24.9 points, 4.9 assists, 4.3 uh, assists, and then the 4.9 rebounds. If you look at it, the body of work, they're about the same. Uh, so I'm not upset with DeMar DeRozan. I think he's having an extremely good no, year. No, and that's
1: just just it, but players could, that are equal, really. Yeah, when you I could have, have
0: seen Zach Levine in that role. But the other three, Trey Young looks third in scoring. Joel Embiid is just willing – the 76 is to continue to win. Giannis is Giannis. Yeah. I, I, so those, I thought they did a really good job with the East. And yes. again, these were, these were fan votes. So very good job. Western conference. I'm a little more oh. inclined to say that they could have been a couple of different guys. So obviously besides LeBron James, Stephen Curry, John Morant,
1: Nikolai Jokic and Andrew Wiggins. The one that I pick out of that bunch is Wiggins. Wiggins. And it again, should he not be Wiggins. Yeah. Yeah, I think it actually should be Chris Paul. Yeah.
0: Chris Paul. I had, or Luca Dantich. Yeah. Luca. Luca, yeah. if you look at his numbers, 25.2, 8.9 rebounds, 8.7 assists. He's yes. not having a bad year. No, his he's team's not. not performing as well, but he's, he's actually been an all star. And Chris Paul's averaging a double double with 14.5 uh, points and 10.1 yeah. assists.
1: Andrew, so Wiggins I'm going least... point guard for point guard. Yeah, I, and I, think Chris Paul yeah. deserves to be there. Uh, Wiggins doesn't deserve to be there. I'm sorry. No, I, he, I, I, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be in the All Star game. Yeah, not but start. not as a starter.
0: No, agree, agreed, and I, I think that's where I looked at it. What's Look, LeBron's Jokic, numbers? LeBron's leading the league in scoring. Right okay. So I was LeBron's, just curious.
1: Yeah. So LeBron is honestly like I'm not. I'm not upset that he gets voted in. I just don't like this captain crap. I, you know, I don't
0: mind it as much with when it comes to the – it's kind of that fantasy football type. They're going to draft – I, I get that. I get that. But So you had to give two guys the the basically the keys to the car and let them drive it. Yeah. I and just don't want it to
1: be the same two guys every year. And I don't see, want that. And you see how the fans
0: – yeah, and I think eventually it'll obviously – Especially change. if one doesn't play. Yeah. And then uh, you see how the fans vote. Like Andrew Wiggins obviously – Golden State must have had a ton of fans go on and, and cast votes, and that's what you get. Yeah. So I, I I'd rather do that. Uh, but all right, if you enjoy what you like and what you're watching, check us out every Friday night at 6 p.m. We are live. We are fan interactive. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter. All live. Anytime you're on, you comment. We will respond. We will. Jo- you will. We will have you join the show. If you'd like to follow us on social media, it's at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram. Don't have time to watch? Listen to us on Amazon, Anchor, Google, or Spotify podcast. We are on all the time. These shows are on. Sports Unfolded has sports shorts as well. So a lot to, to, to listen to on the podcasts. If you're in the Southeast Connecticut area, public access, channel 12, SEC TV. We are on it Tuesdays at 10 p.m. It's a rebroadcast of this show. And if you enjoy it, you're watching it now in Southeast Connecticut. Check us out on Friday nights at 6 p.m. You will not be disappointed. Some of the best sports talk show you'll ever get anywhere. We will go against anyone. You want to get Stephen A. and he'd be willing to join us. We would beat Stephen A. Oh, I'm so so sick. I would take Stephen (laughs)
1: A. I would like 80. Nate Burleson to come on this show. Nate Burleson. A coward.
0: <laughs> Bring him on. All these guys. We would challenge every one of them.
1: Upset special Nate Burleson.
0: <laughs> I, I just, you know what? It's time. Uh, it's
1: time. Like, Let's, if we had all that glitz and glamour, we'd be the number one show on, t- on TV. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It without wouldn't even doubt. be close. wouldn't even be
0: close. Without a doubt. So let's talk your number one topic, and that's the NHL. And, of course, we've got to get some ruins talk in here. So Taylor Hall had a questionable hit on Colorado Avalanche, Nathan McKinnon. If you bring that picture up, uh, you can see this man's nose. <laughs> what are your ultimate thoughts uh, of the hit? Um, I believe he has a facial fracture and a concussion now. So he, he's going to miss some time.
1: Yeah, I was watching the game. Um, I Truthfully, it wasn't a penalty. It was not a penalty. Not even remotely close. You know, and it's not because you're a home. Basically, I agree with you. basically, he tried to like cut back, and he had his stick up, and Taylor Hall clipped him. You know, in the body, in, and the, in the body. Stick, the stick and the actually stick went hit him off. in the face. Yeah. He hit himself in yeah. the face. Yeah. And you know, I, I get. Look, I get why the refs called the five-minute major so it could be reviewed. And once you call that five-minute major, they have to have a penalty on it. So it ended up being a two-minute interference. I get that. It wasn't a penalty though. That should not have been a penalty. But when you're going at regular speed, you can't... They have to make a judgment call. So I'm not upset at the refs. The refs did the right thing you know, to review it And that's how it should be done in the NHL. Now, however, even after watching all the video, the players were still trying to make a run at Taylor Hall all game long. And for no reason, no reason. That is just ridiculous. It clearly, like they clearly could see. And no, but they just kept. Going after him and going after him, but nothing gets called until it took five cross checks yep. for them to call a penalty. And the ref even said for three cross checks, so call him three times. Call him three times. Give him three penalties.
0: Look at the end of the day, hockey's a a, a very fast sport, right? And uh, these are big men. Yeah, and, and and again, it's the odds. I mean, that's they wear the eye gear so they don't get hit with the puck. The 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 way that stick came up. It was just a fluke. Yeah. Coincidence. It was. Because, <clears throat> again, you we, you we could watch a hundred hockey games and not see that happen again. No. <laughs> so, no. And, and, you know, you know it's I, like. It, I think it was. Look, it, it's a good sign for the Bruins that Hall is, is becoming more active uh, with the team because he started off slow. You're seeing him start to, you know, even on the scoring end, starting to put the puck, you know, in the goal. Uh, but the importance of him just being more of a leader on that team, you've got you've got, you know, three superstars or three, at least three great players on that team. You need him to be a guy that is going to start to carry this, this team look, going forward.
1: you got to give the Bruins credit for going into Colorado, Yeah, losing in overtime, losing in overtime. Now, they had a late collapse. They were up three one. And Bruins pretty much outplayed them the first two periods, and then the just the relentless pressure of Colorado. And this you is said why Colorado the
0: team, yeah, that's why they're the number one ranked team and sports unfolded NHL ranking.
1: Yeah, and they, they, they just they have so that. So Bruins played a great game, and I, I'm I'm actually proud of them for that. Yeah. You know, like like they it was a good. loss, but they showed that they can hang with, with the best team the in the league. Team. No. I agree with you. I agree with you. So let
0: me ask you this quick story that came out uh, about the Phoenix Coyotes and their arena. Um, I'm not sure if you heard about this, but they may be playing games now at the college. It's like a $5,000, uh 5,000 seat arena. Have you heard this story?
1: No, I did not hear the story. Well, so there's,
0: I guess there's some issues with them paying their, their, their taxes and doing some things. Oh
1: yes. Uh, okay. Now that i, I Yes.
0: So the arena itself, they may, they may, you know, not no longer be. So, do you feel like a five thousand seat arena is an appropriate? No. Setting for an NHL game.
1: No. no. When, and, when it, and this is going to open the door for the team to be sold probably this year. Them. They, have, they to. have to move them. They have to move them. If
0: that if that happens, right? Do you? again and the only reason why I bring it up because again the Bruins are facing them uh, tonight. Yeah. And it, I just thought it, when I heard it, I said this to me. Yeah, no, can, I, it's such a dysfunctional organization
1: right now. That- it is. It is a dysfunctional organization because, look, I look at some teams around the league that um, it's not a big market, you know, but yet they're putting up good numbers. They're still trying to get a winning hockey team on the ice. I, look, they had a good team last year and they were growing and and but then they just gave away everything. To me, that is screaming they're going to be sold. That's that's what that means to me. And they're going to be mortgaging off the house, you know, yeah. to to get rid of players and get assets. Unreal. So that is just, they look they got eight draft picks coming up in the next draft with in the first two rounds. The first wow. two rounds, eight that's picks. Intense. Now, on top of that, they're going to be trading away at least three or four players. Phil Kessel, he's coming back to Boston. Uh Uh-oh, you heard it here first. Like, I'm telling you, Phil Kessel (laughs) is coming back to Boston. He's going to be centering that second line you watch because he's not going to cost as much as some of the other players that they're they're talking about, like Hurdle. And he had, I think, eight to ten teams that he could put on his trade list. Because he has a, a no-trade clause. No trade Boston's one of them. Boston is one of them. And, you know, he was disgruntled leaving Boston before. But this is a whole different organization now than what, what it was before then. And they're going to get rid of Chickman. They're going to get rid of um, uh, Kessel. And a few other players are out the door. And watch. Mark my words. They're going to be sold. And they're going to have, like, I don't know, 10-plus first, first and second round picks. And that's going to be an attractive uh, number for somebody that wants to buy the team and move them. And they're going to just find – they're going to find a city to move them to. Bring them back. That to isn't so easy. Hartford Whalers need to come back. There is talk. That'd there is fun. talk. That would be fun. All right,
0: my friend. We're going to go on to our face-off. We're going to try to do something a little different than we've done before in the past. Yeah, put pressure on Ron. Put pressure on Ron. We are going to put up a timer. And basically, our topic is... Oh, hold on. How about if I did this, though? I didn't even do it right. <laughs> I did it wrong, didn't I?
1: It is quiet tonight. It is quiet. Everybody's getting ready for the big storm, I guess. yes guess
0: so, yes. Yep, New England, Northeaster. So we're going to bring that timer up. Actually, so we've got basically two minutes to talk real quick. Should should Major League Baseball change its process for electing players to the Hall of Fame? I'm going to go first because it's my week. And I will say yes, absolutely. I, I agree with them changing the rule. After the Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens situation where they did not get in. I truly believe that fans should have a part in the voting process because you've got writers who are bitter, who have been there way too long, that take everything personal and will not allow players in just based on their bias of how they feel. So if you're asking me, I would 100% change the rule on how they process the electing of the uh, players for the Hall of Fame
1: in Major League Baseball. So my thing would be, change it to what? What are you going to change it to? You know, so I, I, I don't think they should change the process right now. First of all, why change it? For clemens if he's been busted for steroids you know if he if he's a steroid user he doesn't belong in the hall period that there it is i said it now bonds Was he ever suspended no but he got caught right was Gary bond suspended Wait, no and that's the question that that's that my we all have and, and i get that and there's an assumption and i know there's people that agree with it and there's people that don't agree with it I think Barry Bonds will get in at the end of this year for next year's class because they have a committee. I think it's like six people, and they're going to talk, and they're going to come up with somebody that is going to be added to next year. So he's getting in. He's getting in. Now, okay, that's a million. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's you can't, you can't unless you have a foolproof plan that
0: listen uh, what i will tell you is this they have to either change the writers opportunities to stay as long as they do and keep switching
1: it up you know what it should be to be it, honest with you and all fairness aside i think the actual hall of famers should be doing vote. the voting no,
0: i could see that i mean, i'd be okay with that but it has to change has to change. So yeah, maybe some
1: fans. We talked about that yeah. before.
0: I won that argument. All right. It's pick and roll time, my friend. And I don't know if you want to keep me what small a lame so win. you feel you feel big. But uh if we could get back to
1: uh, pick no, and no, roll no, no no back to you no. staying small.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this one was so fun for me because this is I more about, this one. yeah this is more just about our own opinions and not numbers. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to basically decide of these current quarterbacks who will not be returning to their teams next season. Could be trade, retirement, uh, you you know, other issues. But who's most likely? So five to one, five being the least likely to be moving on, one being the most likely to not be with their team next year. And the five quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady, and Deshaun Watson. And again, I am first this week, so I will start. I will give you the correct list. Ron, you don't even need to waste your time. Okay, whatever. At number five, Deshaun Watson is most likely not moving on. Based on his legal issues, they may not be completely solved. I think a lot of teams will still shy away from him. Until they feel comfortable knowing that he would be able to play for their team and not be suspended or have to sit out, I can't see him going anywhere else until his legal matters are are taken care of, which won't be till sometime next season. So he, Deshaun Watson stays put. At number four, Jimmy Garoppolo. The faith that they have in Trey Lance, I'm not hundred percent sure. He's gotten them to two. NFC championships, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he wins this and gets him to two Super Bowls, I think the fans would have an absolute fit if they get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo after he gets him to a Super Bowl. Him winning this game almost would definitely keep him in San Francisco. Him even losing this, though, you could still say on his resume, two NFC championships, that's pretty impressive. A lot of quarterbacks can't even do that. Would you really want a chance getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo at this point? Seeing that San Francisco will still be a contender next year. And number three, Russell Wilson. So he's in between here. Good chance. Has, he's expressed, obviously, interest in leaving. He's talked about other teams. New Orleans, we talked about maybe in a complete rebuild. But New Orleans would be a, a team that needs a quarterback. That was one of the teams he had discussed. And also Chicago. We don't know what they're going to do. Obviously, new coaching, they may want to bring a player in of his caliber. So I could see Russell Wilson moving on from Seattle to go to one of those two teams. Which means that number two, I have Aaron Rodgers. So we all know what happened in the offseason, almost didn't show up, couldn't decide. He reworked his contract so that he would be able to be a free agent after this season to make a decision on what he wants to do going forward. Nathaniel Hackett has been named the Denver head coach. That was his offensive coordinator in Green Bay. It makes all the sense in the world as Denver was rumored to be one of those teams that was going to be heavily pursuing Aaron Rodgers. Now they have the head coach. They're going to get the quarterback. Aaron Rodgers will be a Denver Bronco next season, which means that number one, the shocker, Tom Brady, And Tom Brady's not going to another team. Tom Brady is going to retire. When you bring back 22 starters to your team, all 22 starters to make another Super Bowl run, and you come up short, that team is not going to be the same next season. Tom Brady is not going to have the same players again. We already know Antonio Brown isn't coming back. Chris Godwin will be gone. He's going to get a major contract somewhere. On the defensive side of the ball, a lot of those guys, one-year deals so they could just come back to make a run. Tom Brady is not going to go into a team to rebuild. Tom Brady has started to speak in a way that makes it sound like he's going to retire. I believe Tom Brady will retire and no longer be a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the NFL. So he is the, the most likely,
1: in my eyes, to not be with a team next year. Um, in your eyes, they definitely need some glasses. Maybe you can borrow mine. Number one, baby, Tom Brady. Absolutely. No. Again, you just proved yourself wrong. Again. Oh, go ahead. Let me all right. It. So number five, I have Deshaun Watson for the exact reasons that you said. Like uh, nobody wants nobody wants a problem. Yep. You know. Um his only opportunity was probably Miami, and they made it clear that they're going with Tua. So, so that was the easy one. Yeah. Now, Aaron Rodgers is number four, and I'll tell you why, because I took a look at his contract. Okay. He is not a free agent after this year. Well, he can... He's going to be under contract, and teams will have to pay through the nose to get him. It will pretty much decimate any chance of getting a bunch of players to surround him his best opportunity is to stay in green bay and make sure that his his throwing partner Devontae adams
0: is no longer going to be a green bay packer so
1: he's going to be there okay he's going to be there okay so so i have him at number four it's going to be too expensive for other teams to get him. number three tom brady you're right you're crazy look tom brady is so competitive (laughs) You know he he's upset and he now wants another chance. Now Godwin he's not going anywhere because he's going to get Antonio Brown money. That's what's going to happen with him. That gives them another that weapon that they were missing in the playoffs. You know, so that is going to be covered. Now he may lose Grunk, but lose Grunk, Grunk is Godwin. waiting. He lost Grunk.
0: He's going to lose Godwin. He's, he's, he's going to lose look, Antonio Brown.
1: Grunk. Gronk just needs to decide whether he's going to retire and he's going to talk to Tom. Tom, you go in another year. If you are, then I'll stay. That's what's going
0: to happen. Gronk said the other day, if he had to make a choice right now, he's retiring. Right. And I think he's just waiting for Tom to make that call. He's going to retire. Right. He's going to
1: go talk to Tom and Tom is going to say, well, I may do one more year. Is that when the
0: kids need me now? It's time, but go ahead. No. So. So Tom
1: Brady. Tom Brady isn't going anywhere. Nope. He's gonna play at least another year because he wants he wants another one. He wants another one. Because he's pissed right now. He
0: lost he to he a team that he should have beat. First time he I think I've ever heard in his career, he said he was
1: satisfied with the way the team played. Anyway, number two. Thank you. Tom No. no. Go ahead. Number two. No. Number two, Russell Wilson. This team is about to be dismantled. They, they're they going to be cost-cutting. They're going to trade. They're going to trade them for some picks and start the rebuild process. And, like, I don't think Russell Wilson wants to be there. I don't think he wants to be there. And I think he's gone. Uh, that is all but certain. And number one, Jimmy G. Look, you don't give up that many assets to go get Trey <laughs> if you're going to keep him on the bench for the next four years or Green whatever did it what is. Green Bay, with Aaron Rodgers. Think about it. They are, they are, not, they are not Green Bay. They want they – want, the, What does you know, NFL team want to get to the Super Bowl or a championship? First of or all, have an opportunity to get Jimmy to G, G, G Jimmy isn't G going is to that. win this week. So that, that – You no predictions. Avoids. That's the next segment. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> he's not going to win this week, and therefore no, they're going to get rid of him. They're going to trade him. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded to Pittsburgh. Don't be surprised about that. Okay,
0: that, which has been discussed. It's 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 again rumored. I still think if he wins this game, he stays. But even if he doesn't, he probably stays. More likely, he's not staying. Stay. He's not staying. There. What we're going to do, Ron? He
1: even said it himself. Okay.
0: What we need to do. Is we need to make sure we hold on to this. So as the season goes, we'll see who's. who's yeah, no away. problem. No problem. You know, we're going to do a special sports unfolded when Tom Brady retires.
1: He's not retiring this year.
0: OK. If you enjoy what you watch. Obviously, you enjoy somebody who's always correct and somebody who's always wrong. Watch us every Friday People night know. at 6 p.m. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch or Twitter. We are live. We are fan interactive. Some of the best sports talk you will ever get. Follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter. At Broadcasting RI on Twitter. Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram. Don't have time to watch? Listen to us on Amazon, Anchor, Google, or Spotify. Podcasts, Rhode Island Broadcasting, Sports Unfolded. We have them both. Southeast Connecticut, if you're in our area in Southeast Connecticut, Sec TV, public access channel 12, Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. A (coughs) read show. If you like what you're watching and you're watching us now, check us out on Friday nights at 6 p.m. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, we are looking for sponsors so we can continue to grow, continue to do some stuff. Reach out to us at Rhode Island at gmail.com. We will give you all the details. Uh, I believe you said on um, one of the other shows, Pop Ascension. If I'm not forsaken, less than a, a cup of coffee at Starbucks.
1: Yeah, because it's like eight bucks if you go get a coffee there. Right? So
0: <laughs> you, will, you will get a great deal. We will broadcast uh, throughout the internet to give you so many more eyes on your business. Reach out to Broadcasting.media at gmail.com for information on how to be a sponsor for Sports Unfolded. So, Ron, let's bring up the prediction chart. <clears throat> This is actually
1: pretty impressive to be honest. This is pretty
0: good. Us, we're tied still. Seventy-two percent of the time, we're right though, which is pretty impressive. It is considering. So we are going into week five. Uh, Obviously, we've got some big games coming up here. Uh, The NFC and AFC championship that we are going to decide now. Um, So leading it off on January thirtieth, the Cincinnati. Wait, can we
1: go the reverse order?
0: Do the football last? You want to do the football last? Absolutely, my friend. So let's start off with the Australian Open Finals, the men's Australian Open Finals. Nadal versus Medev, no. Medev- Medvedev. Medvedev. Medvedev? Daniil Medvedev.
1: Medvedev. It's a good player. Not as good as Nadal. I go with Nadal. I'm going Nadal, and
0: Nadal's going to be the all-time leaders for championships uh, after that win. On February 1st, which is kind of amazing that we're already done with a whole month of January, which blows my mind. <laughs> How the years go, where the years go. Two, uh, so on on February 1st, the Washington Capitals at the Pittsburgh Penguins. Good matchup, two solid teams.
1: I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I'm going to go Caps. I'm going to go Caps. Malkin making a difference over there. Whew. Boy, is he good. Best player on Pittsburgh right now. All right. What about
0: uh, also on February 1st? <laughs> Stir, in the pot. You, you, you Stir love apart. You love doing that with Crosby. So on February 1st, the Florida Panthers at the New York Rangers. Rangers um, seem to play really well at home.
1: Yes, they do, but they play very poorly to those elite teams, and I'm going to go with the Florida Panthers.
0: I agree. Panthers seem like the better team, more consistent team, I would say that as well. NBA action on February 2nd, the Denver Nuggets at the Utah Jazz.
1: This is, is going to be a good game, but I'm going to go with home team Utah.
0: I am as well. I think the Jazz are just better at home. I think uh, Denver is good, but not better than Utah. January 29th, uh, the Brooklyn Nets are at the Golden State Warriors. Kyrie will be. There for the Brooklyn. I'm going game. with Brooklyn. That's our road game.
1: Hey, wait a minute. Did Golden State win last week for ours? Ah, uh, you're
0: asking a lot here, buddy. Let me check. I'm sorry, can... but no, you know perfect. you have the stats. So. I do have them.
1: Let me see if I can. I got to find them. Because that matters. Does it? Because if I'm 0-3 with Golden State. Golden State Warriors won last. Yes, they beat the Jazz. All right, so I'm going to. I'm going to go Golden State.
0: Oh, you Damn it, you changed it on me. I went yeah. Golden State, even though Kyrie will be playing for the Brooklyn Mets that game.
1: Yeah, yeah big, deal.
0: big deal. NFL, baby. Here it is. Championship weekend to go to the Super Bowl. The San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams.
1: Uh, I'm going Rams. That is my Super Bowl pick. I'm riding them all the
0: way we're going we're going the same here because i i already said my picks my two teams that i believe are going to get there so the cincinnati Bengals at the kansas city chiefs
1: i so want to pick cincinnati like i really want them to win you can't but i can't i can't what casey did to buffalo i think buffalo was the better team and they got by them. There's no way I go against KC right now.
0: So we only have one game different this week, and that's going to all depend on the Caps Penguins game.
1: Oh, so I going to win another week.
0: So you may win another week, or I we guess. Oh, what? I our, am. History's our percentage, our percentage is going to be pretty good. All right. So how we normally end our show? We uh, we do a final thought. Our final thought doesn't necessarily have to be about anything sports related. It can be about anything going on in the world today. Uh, First and foremost, before we start, I just want to, uh, anyone in the New England area, uh, in the East coast here with this Northeaster, I, we wish you, uh, a safe, you know, time through this. It should be, uh, if the storm hits as they say it is, it could be pretty, uh, significant. So anybody on the East coast that is watching, you know, be safe this weekend. Uh, good luck to you. Your family stay safe.
1: I'm in the 18 to 24 inch yeah, range. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I, I am as well, you know, it's, and it keeps changing. All the time. So let's all be safe and hopefully it doesn't hit as bad as they say. So final thought, my final thought, since I am first this week, uh, is just the amount of time that has passed. And you don't realize that it's been two years this week that Kobe Bryant uh, passed away uh, from the helicopter crash. Uh, His daughter and seven others uh, passed away as well. Um, And just what he meant to the sport of basketball. It's still surreal to think about him not being here Um, and when I heard it, I said, no way it's been two years. And uh, it just goes to show you how fast time has gone and passed. Um, so think about those players that you love and cherish and, and love to watch now because it can go in a heartbeat. And I know, um, Tom Brady is a major Kobe Bryant fan or was obviously a Kobe Bryant fan when he played basketball. He even mentioned it. This week that, you don't, you just don't know how long you're going to live. You didn't, you know, and he mentioned the Kobe Bryant thing. So even the players are starting to see that, you know, you're not immortal. It, it, it can happen. So cherish those players. Enjoy your players. I know we've, we've criticized people before for, you know, bashing them on social media and doing all these things. Listen, they are people as well. They perform a sport to try to keep us entertained. Remember that because when they're gone, it's so hard to replace there will never be another Kobe Bean Bryant. It's just never going to happen. So I just couldn't believe it was two years, and and it just drained me this week thinking about the fact that he's been gone for two years now. That's my final thought.
1: Yeah, that was very well said. Um, I also am dipping into the loss of a Hall of Famer, Clark Gillies. Um, didn't get to talk to, talk about it last week because I think it happened just after we aired. Um, but Clark Gillies, former New York Islander, um, Hall of Famer that played with Brian Trottier, Mike Bossie, formed one of the best lines in hockey history, brought four straight Stanley Cups to the Isles, um, a dynasty that was that was just amazing and i look at the time that boston played against them my favorite player terry o'reilly always you know had scrapes with clark gillies who was a tough player a very talented player puts up fantastic numbers and had the the muscle to back himself up and all that rivalry was there's, there was a mutual respect for that Islanders team and Clark Gillies. And as great of a Hall of Famer he was, he was a better person, did so much for the community, for the game, and it is an incredible loss for the NHL um, and, of course, the Islanders franchise. And he's definitely going to be missed. Um, It it was a shock that he had passed. And, you know, like Eric said, treasure those moments. Treasure those moments. No matter what team you root for, what sport, it doesn't matter. Treasure those moments that those players give to you. All those memories. Whether it's Tom Brady. Whether it's, uh, like... You know, Brett Favre. Yes, I meant Brett Favre, not Aaron. <laughs> Whether it's, you know, Tiger Woods mm-hmm. or Ronaldo. You know, so it doesn't matter what sport. Just treasure those moments. Like when when your, your country's, you know, athletes lift up that gold medal.
0: In the Olympics, you know? yeah, which are coming up
1: so treasure them because they don't they don't last forever those those athletes are human yeah
0: no no great points uh unfortunately our final thoughts have been a little you know it's dark a little dark lately uh but uh again it's something that was important to us so we feel like we want to mention it yeah I uh, appreciate everybody that's watching um uh, either live or uh we'll watch it afterwards. Uh, we enjoy doing this. Continue to support us. Continue to sponsor, follow. Uh, all that helps us continue to grow our show. Ron, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was a great show. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, we will see Always a you, pleasure. We will see you on Monday with your NHL rankings.
1: Yes. So yes. We're excited about that.
0: And Kenny will be joining us on Mondays uh, to do his NBA rankings. So, a lot going on with Sports Unfolded. Check us out youtube facebook twitch or twitter uh we're on all of them so uh fans out there have a great night stay safe uh in the on the east coast with this north
1: northeaster so everybody out there peace, take care everybody.